This podcast is part of the Famous Original Podcast Network family. You can find us by going to www.fopnet.biz. Recording on Tuesday, November 13th, this is the episode 18 news segment. As always, I'm Dan Pineda. In baseball news, former Seattle Mariners employee Dr. Lorena Martin allegedly reported in an Instagram post Monday that General Manager Jerry DePoto, Manager Scott Survey, and Director of Player Development Andy McKay called Latinos lazy, dumb, and stupid. The club released a statement on the allegations. While it is our policy not to comment on personal issues, we do feel it is important to respond to the outrageous false claims made by her today on social media. And to know that Dr. Martin did not make any of these false allegations until after she was relieved of her duties. In NBA news, during last night's Clippers and Warriors game, Draymond Green apparently confronted Kevin Durant about him testing the free agent market in the middle of overtime. Apparently, Draymond decided it was a good idea to ask him about him testing free agency next season in the middle of the game. What an inopportune time to ask something like that as the Clippers went on to beat the Warriors later on that night. Finally, in NFL news, the Chiefs and Rams game has been moved back to Los Angeles due to the poor field conditions in Mexico City. The league determined the playing surface did not meet NFL standards for playability and consistency and will not meet those standards come next Monday. In other NFL news, Le'Veon Bell did not report and will be eligible to play in next season and will lose $14.5 million by not playing this season. Also, the, the Los Angeles Rams lost Cooper Cup for the season due to a torn ACL. The Saints signed a veteran receiver in Brandon Marshall. And the Bills finally released Nathan Peterman. This has been the Episode 18 News segment. And now, on with the show. Welcome, everybody, to episode 18 of Ride the Pine. This is a podcast where three friends discuss sports with a side of anxiety and a lot of doubt. I'm, 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 I'm having a rough week. How are you? Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, nice to meet you. I, I'm, <laughs> bless me. Um, my name's Dan. As always, I'm joined by Kyle and Ron. Guys, how are we doing after that horrible intro? Oh, I'm doing fantastic, especially compared to that. I mean, you know. I've had bad days, but not that bad. You know what? I thought I was doing bad. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just got I got to bust your chops a little bit every episode. So yeah, yeah. It's just because I love you. Yeah, love you too, buddy. Uh, Man, we got a lot of talk about this week. I don't know how much we're. I don't know if uh, Ron's gonna have some fun time editing this because this is gonna be about a two-hour episode. Nah, I'm just kidding. It's not gonna be that long. Cut it right down, Ron. Cut it right down. Yeah, I'm going to cut down to that intro, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to do it for Ride the Pine. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Look, look. We have Dead by Daylight to play. We have to yes, get this we do. done. Yes, we so, do. I need to create that sweet YouTube content. <laughs> What's that? Uh, it's a video game. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> Great. Um, I will say this. This is uh, this has been a pretty eventful week, and uh, and not only just. Uh, the football world, but this, uh, but the NFL world, and you know, and 
Not to mention, I don't know if you guys had, so I actually found some stuff on Bleacher Report today about uh, some allegations in MLB. Um, we had some uh, stuff happen in the NBA last night. I'm glad we're recording today, actually, because that was pretty pretty scandalous stuff that happened last night. Um, wow, I didn't catch any of this at all. Yeah, so we would have missed it all had we recorded yesterday, being well, Monday, and this is Tuesday. Uh, but um, last night during the Clippers and Warriors game, Draymond Green apparently went up to Kevin Durant during a timeout in overtime and said, hey, are you going to test the free agent market next year? In the wow. middle of the game. And KD basically brushed him off, basically being like, come on, man, not right now. And then Dur- and Durant and Draymond apparently got like right in each other's face. And then apparently got heated in the locker room after they lost to the Clippers in that game, by the way. Yeah. And I'm just saying yeah, to myself. Sometimes there's not a, a, a better time than in the middle of a game. Yeah. And he's just doing his job as a, as a journalist. You know, he's got to find out what what the Warriors are going to look like after, uh, you know, after this year. But of all times to do it, like then, really? Yeah. Like, there's a time and a place. Mm-hmm. And that was neither the time nor the place. I wonder if that was kind of jab, though. I think Is it that was just like kind of give him a hard time. Like I, I think for me, if, if if I'm like a guy who doesn't watch the NBA that often, which I'm not, Draymond Green has a history of just being an, an antagonist, and I feel like right. this the, this was like I wouldn't say premeditated, but he had been thinking about this for a while, and he felt that that was the time to get it off his chest, which it wasn't. It wasn't the right time. No, and it made them both look like idiots. And then apparently in the locker room, they they got after it. And apparently it was very awkward in the locker room afterwards. Oh, I bet. So I don't know what's happening over there in Golden State, but yeah, it's not looking I mean, good right now. Luckily, they're as talented as can be, so it's like it's not going to slow them down. But didn't um, I don't know? Is that just him giving him like a hard time? Because you guys heard, didn't um, Durant apparently he was talking with um, doing an interview or something about free agency and how he is going to be honest that he's going to. He's gonna chase money. Um, he's already done the you know the rings and, and the greatness, the legacy, and apparently he says now his next signing, if it's an extension, Golden State or someone else, that it's gonna be purely for the money. Uh, you know, so I'm not sure how much that's all true. I, I didn't like literally hear him say this, but that was a report that he had told reporters or something. So I don't know if that was Green just giving him a hard time for that or what. I wouldn't be surprised if I'm honest. Mm. Uh, K- KD. In my honest opinion, and Katie, if you're a listener to the show, uh, appreciate the support. But it seems like for, at first his his idea was to chase the ring, which he ended up getting. Yep. And now at this point, like Kyle, like you just said, you know, he's got his rings. He's done that. He's succeeded in winning a, a championship. And now he's just like, now I want to build the bank account so that when I retire in the next five, six years, I'm set for life. Right, and he's almost like, you know what, like how much can I get? He sees all these big signings, and he's already proven himself. So I, I think he was like being honest, like, ah, I kind of want to see what I get out of this. Uh, I'm going to try it out. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame him. I mean, maybe he could try to get a contract like Bobby Bonilla got from the New York Mets. There you go. Yep. See, this is true. It's been something that we covered on Bobby Bonilla Day. But unfortunately, yeah. you know, these things happen. But... Back uh, to the NFL, uh, I wanted to bring up the first uh, big news story of the day in the NFL. Le'Veon Bell, not going to play this season. He did not report to camp today. He lost $14.5 million. 
and he is not eligible to play until next season. Wow. That is amazing. Um, Not only just because of, you know, the fact that you're a professional athlete and you didn't play all year, but that he stuck to his guns for that whole time. Because I feel like a lot of people probably would have bowed at one point or another. Right. So, you know, good for him. But also, that's a lot of money to lose. Yeah. What do you think, Kyle? Yeah, no, I mean, not surprised. I right, I said it two months ago that I doubt, I do not think he'll play this year, um, and I'm glad he stuck to it. Just because if you don't, like, what's the point? Um, and you know, he gave the Steelers a chance. He told them what was going to happen. Don't know if I love the way he went about it with allegedly saying he was in a report, but uh, I really am actually glad he didn't. And I think he should hold out, get his money. You don't want something to happen uh, like Earl Thomas, where he comes back and gets hurt. You know, he used to guarantee his success and his legacy. Or how about Des Bryant for that matter? Like, oh yeah. my God, just came Horrible back this luck. Yeah, just came back this week, goes down with a knee injury, and he's probably out for the rest of the year or something, right? Or at least a couple uh, of weeks. Yeah, it was his Achilles, so he's done for over a year. Oh my God. Well, probably yeah. a year. Yeah, I think they were saying, I think uh, he had an eight to nine month recovery window. Wow. Which means that, he probably won't be ready demand. until, yeah, he probably won't be ready until even. Uh, August of next year. I mean, at best, and where he didn't at sign best, until just yeah. now. Like, what what demand is there for him? And now coming off of this on the downside of his career, it's too bad to see. Yeah. Now, now the the crazy part is, you know, I'm 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 a big fan of Bleacher Report. Bleacher Report, you guys do a great job with like the news updates and stuff. They have the odds to land Le'Veon in 2019. And if do you guys have a guess at who's at the top of the list? Well, judging by the way that you're talking about it right now, I'm going to guess the New England Patriots. No, never. That'll never happen. No, Miami. No, it, you guys are actually in the right division. It's the New York Jets. Wow, at number one and number Excuse two. Me, Rosie, <laughs> Sorry. Rosie, we're having a very in-depth conversation right now. Yes, and actually, in number talking. two is the Oakland Raiders, which I can actually see because Marshawn Lynch is probably going to retire after this year, especially after that injury he had this year, and they need oh, yeah. they need a potent. Running back in Oakland, they need a potent everything in Oakland. Let's be this honest. This is also true. Yeah. yeah, that's like the West Coast Pittsburgh Steelers, though. He will fit for sure. He will look ugly in gangrene. I really hope he doesn't go to the Jets. Yeah, yeah. And that's, they said the uh, the other three are the Bucks, the Eagles, and the Packers to run out the top five. See, yeah, but that yeah, that all makes sense. Yeah, the only like I don't know why he wants to go to these bad teams, but then I just thought about it for a minute and I realized. It's because they probably have more cap room to work with, it's so they exactly can probably pay it, it better. Yeah, the jet, the, I didn't the think cap about room, that. Yeah, the they jet, all have a, an injured re- running back or no running back, right? You know? And the, so and I don't even know if it's where he wants to go. <laughs> and I yeah. think I think with uh, with I think the Jets are the best option, and the reason why is because they actually have a line that can actually block. Number one, Oakland can't block you know anything to save their life. Mm-hmm. Um, Isaiah Crowell is banged up um who was the uh the other running back there in in new york besides oh, Powell? i don't know Palau Powell. Always been he, a second, he, he, oh, yeah. he got hurt anyway. like, he might be up for the year and then you got quincy anuma who's their their up-and-coming star receiver who might have his career might be over so they don't Damn. really have like a potent superstar on their team like each team has a superstar at least one mm-hmm. and the jets don't have one and if they have the cap to pay him, pay him a humongous contract for three, four years. Yeah. And let and then what he'll do is he'll stay there. He'll probably lose a bunch of games and then they'll get good maybe. 
and then he'll test the free agent market again and get paid big again. Do you guys think that part of the reason why the Jets fell apart from being like a team that started out winning like 41 to nothing or whatever and then have become like a team that's at three and seven is because they've lost so many players to injury and so many key players? Yeah. No. Oh, okay. I, I I I think it ha- it has some part to do with it. I just think also those quote fingers key players aren't that talented. If I'm being honest, mm. compared to other teams, like I-, I will say this: I know you have the change your stripes tournament. I know you talk about how bad the Bills are, mm-hmm. but some of their receivers are incredibly athletic and incredibly talented. Yeah, Z- I mean, Zay they have Jones good being one and Kroom yeah. being another one. Yeah, they have good players. They just have to have somebody good to, you know, uh, coordinate everything, if you will. Speaking of the Bills, the massacre of the Jets this past weekend. Yeah, I was considering coming on and just playing the shout song, and then I was like, I'm in the middle of this tournament to determine a new team. That just doesn't seem right. Um, Speaking (laughs) of the Bills uh, as well. Nathan Peterman finally in the unemployment line. My brother gave me crap for that because he's like, "Well, they're not your team anymore." And I was like, "Yeah, but that guy doesn't belong in the league at all, so it doesn't really matter." Yeah. No, also, but... I still have like so so th- I kind of gave the wrong impression when I you know started this whole thing. Um, I still have a special place in my heart for the Buffalo Bills. I just don't want to cheer for them right now because they're definitely not going to make the playoffs, and I don't see them being good the next couple of years. So I want to keep watching football, but I want to have a reason to keep watching football, and the Bills aren't going to be it. No, you're right. They they need some leadership. They need some more weapons on offense. Their defense is actually pretty good. Yeah, but they it, just... it depends on the week. Yeah, this, this is also true. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, overall, I think it was a – pretty awesome week in football yeah i was happy to see the jets lose just because then i can hold it over tom madalena but you know yeah yeah it was like an impressive win too oh yeah i don't know actually yeah. i didn't watch it about the jets i don't think it matters who they have they just i don't know the last time they were that good uh they're super inconsistent <laughs> they you know find ways to lose games uh they're just not like a reliable team that their offense has never been uh high scoring well i shouldn't say never but it's been quite a little while Guys, is MetLife Stadium cursed? Yeah, probably. Yeah. It might be. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Not a great place. I will I've say this. The Giants finally went on the road and actually got a win, but that was oh. a hell of a Monday night game. Yeah, that was good back and forth. Well, actually, no. The Niners were pretty much holding it down the whole time and gave it up. Yeah, it seemed yeah. like it was kind of close, but I also didn't really watch that one. So I will say this. The Saquon Barkley hurdle to get him down into the red zone that was just ridiculous. And that's why you always draft high. You oh. see Ezekiel Elliott on Sunday Night Football? Yeah, his hurdle was also oh, ridiculous. The, so the Cowboys have figured it out. Like it's about time, but they got to like the offense has to go through Zeke. Like Dak is not, you know, the pocket passer that you can count on for drive after drive, but like you put the ball in Zeke's hand and like make the make the defense pursue the run and then the pass opens up. And after you pass, then Zeke opens up like that, that. They finally figured it out, and they beat Philly. That was huge. Yeah. Now, I, I, if I'm being honest, I think there's one difference in Dak Prescott and from last year to this year. You know, I did draft him this year in a couple leagues. You know, with high hopes, and he's kind of gone below the bar for sure. I think the difference is Jason Witten having a veteran tight end like Jason Witten, kind of like to help you like 
move the offense and like moving the ball around and like finding different targets and when to throw and when not to throw, having that guidance mm-hmm. must have really helped him develop last year. And then with Witten retiring and he's no longer with the team, Prescott's kind of like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. He also I mean, doesn't have a lot of people to throw to besides Amari Cooper and Cole Beasley. His yeah. tight ends are all hurt. His third tertiary receivers, Terrence Williams, gone elsewhere. Alan Hearns can't catch a anything. He's allergic to grass. I mean, <laughs> no, um, um, that's actually 100% serious. He is actually oh. allergic to grass. Well, I feel like a jerk for laughing then. <laughs> um, yeah. But, Kyle, you're absolutely right, though. They have to go through Zeke. If they if they have any chance of putting points on the board, they have to move the ball through Zeke. They have to. Yep. Yeah, he just he's so versatile, just like I say about a lot of the big star backs, but that's what makes them good. They can catch the ball. They break tackles. They know how to find the holes. And Zeke just, he averaged, I think, seven yards a touch on Sunday night, um, or seven yards a, a rush. That's huge. Like, that puts Dak in a great position in second and third down consistently because he's not the quarterback to sit back and make, you know, eight to 15 yard strikes consistently, you know? So man, Zeke takes the pressure off for all that, which is huge. Yeah. And now the Eagles lost and they're almost, they're going to be in a tough spot now. I don't know if they can come back from this. Yeah. I still feel like that NFC, that NFC East is still like really up in the air in terms of like, who's going to take it. The Redskins. Yeah. They're not, they're not, reliable um we'll see if they can hold out but yeah i mean definitely anyone's in any one of those three other than the giants yeah it's all their uh their chance for sure yeah i think right now the front runner is the eagles after the way they played on sunday night they played like a team that wants to win now um i mean dallas they got a lot of work to do they're hurt on the offensive line they're you know, not to mention they they don't really have that many offensive weapons weapons besides Cooper and Elliott, and I think it's going to take them about a year or two to get back to like you know where they need to be. Mm-hmm. I think I think right now the NFC East goes through Philly. Wow, even though they're a few games behind and just lost to Dallas. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I I've had Philly all year. I just I, I can't imagine they would lose, but. Now at four and five, and they're two games behind Washington, I guess, which is really not crazy. Well, and they're coming up on a game against New Orleans, so yeah, they're going to be in a tough spot. Yeah, they got to turn it around, and they're going to have to play Washington again. Dallas already owns the tiebreaker. Yeah, but uh, there are two other games I wanted to touch on before we take our first break, and uh, the first one was the absolute massacre that was the Saints versus the Bengals. My my God, that was just holy smokes. Say, uh, can the Saints be stopped by anybody right now? Um, they're awesome. I mean, maybe the Bucks again. When the Bucks play, that was their only loss in Week One. Yeah, it's uh, it's hard to say. I mean, I feel like they're definitely making a case for themselves. They have been uh, for a little bit now that you know they're not to be taken lightly. You know, like we focus a lot on the Chiefs and the and the the Rams. You know, because those teams are really great. But I feel like New Orleans is just kind of like silently kind of crept up there even though like every week they're dominating everybody like i feel like they're just saying hey we're in it for the trophy too so yeah they're they're looking great their offense is unstoppable their defense is definitely weakness just like the chiefs just like the rams but wow they 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 have the veteran quarterback that i would take him over the other two um and he doesn't have to worry about brady into the super bowl so yeah i mean i 
would not bet against New Orleans in the playoffs. They are just they are on fire. They lost that first game, which I think is why they didn't get that attention because the Chiefs and Rams were undefeated for a while. So that kind of overshadows what the Saints have done because they had that early loss. Yeah. But now that they're eight and one, and now that they beat the Rams, now everyone's kind of like, oh yeah, I guess they are pretty dang good. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, you mentioned Kyle about Tom Brady. He looked horrible this weekend. On on side note, he's he started to show his age a little bit. He looked like he wasn't stable in the pocket. Looked like he was uncomfortable all day long. And I think as of right now, Brady gets waxed in the AFC Championship if he keeps playing like that. Yeah, I mean, as long as they put pressure, like Tennessee, what what the hell? Where did this come from? They're so up and down. This is the team I thought they were going into the year. Um, but I didn't think they had a chance against New England, but they put good pressure and they bump and run the receivers, which is key. So I have a theory. So the Pats have three losses, right? Mm, yeah, I think so. I don't know. I haven't actually been keeping track. Yeah, they're seven and three. Look at two of their losses. Who did they lose to? A former Patriots defensive coordinator and a former defensive linebacker for the Patriots. Two people who have been in the organization for years and know that team inside and out, and they just so happen to lose to both of them in the same season? Tell me that's not a coincidence. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, I feel like that's what happens when you study under the tutelage of, you know, Bill Belichick for, you know, years and years and years, is that, you know, you pick up some of his tricks and, you know, you, uh, you know, you just kind of figure it out from there. But, I mean, it doesn't always work out that way either. It's still funny that it happened, though. Like yeah, real student beat the mentor kind of thing. Um, yeah, pretty, pretty. Hey guys, let's make sure we give the Browns some love here, taking down the Atlanta Falcons. That what was a, pretty awesome. What a yeah. game that was too. Hey, and don't sure forget I'm my here. guy Nick Chubb. He was my start a month ago. I was yeah. just four weeks off, and the yeah. guy had two hundred yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, and I think only my eighth time picking the Browns to win, they finally won. Yeah, you get, you get a point for him. Oh yeah, they looked awesome. <laughs> And, they look pretty dang good. And and I will say this, in uh, the Survivor Pick'em League that I'm in, I actually picked the Falcons, and I am now out of that league because uh, of that pick, and I made it one. to week 11. That is pretty far to make it in Survivor. That is, this year was not easy. No, and at that point, we had to make two picks at that point. And I oh, got one right. I got the Chargers, and then I had the Falcons. And I originally had the Chargers and the Saints. <laughs> <laughs> and changed it because I was like, oh, it's the Browns. They'll go in and beat the Browns. Yeah. And then I look at the score and I'm like, they're not going to beat the Browns. Damn it. <laughs> oh, that hurts. Hey, you sometimes... lost and you left the Saints on the table. Ouch. Damn. Yeah, I had the Saints yeah. on the table and I and oh, I pulled man. it because I was like, oh, it's the Browns. Why not? Well, yeah. Can't blame you there. I get uh, it. Jeez. So we are going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to preview week number 11. And uh, in our last segment, we'll be talking fantasy football in the fantasy football corner. Stay tuned. You're not going to want to miss it. Hey, listener. Dutch here from Voice from the Underground, the podcast. My co-host and I want to invite you to check out our little corner of the podcast verse. At Voice from the Underground, we talk about all the crazy happening around us and try to make a little bit of sense out of the nonsense with little to no results. 
If the idea of hearing three semi-intelligent, outspoken nerds talk about politics, social issues, current events, sports, movies, pretty much anything that we decide to talk about because, well, it's our show, appeals to you, grab your shovel and come on down to the underground and then consult a qualified psychotherapist. Find us wherever you get your podcasts, just not where you buy your weed. Boys from the underground. Welcome back, everybody, to Ride the Pine episode 18, and it is time now for our game picks of the week. I don't have any music for this, so don't expect Insert that. Insert music here now, Ron. Do, 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 do. You don't uh, have to actually that, put that in there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Damn so, it, Kyle. Uh, I didn't know I was making fun of you. It could have been anyone else in the podcast. Yeah, geez, come on. All right, so this week we start off uh 1 o'clock on Fox. We've got Dallas versus Atlanta from uh, the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Um. Who do you guys think is going to win this game? I'm going to go uh, first to uh, to Dan. Who do you got in this game? Well, after the way Atlanta played this past uh, weekend, I don't trust them. Uh, their defense looks like a sieve. Um, their offense didn't really look like they were doing much, except for Julio Jones. He was the only one who really performed. But I got to go with Dallas. Um, their defense looks better. They're strong. And got one word for you. Zeke. He's a monster, and I think he's going to run all over Atlanta, and I think they're going to go into Atlanta, and they're going to beat him. Yeah. yeah. Kyle, what do you think? Yeah, no, they're starting to utilize Zeke better. Like I was saying earlier, you just you have to feature him, especially in the second half when the team started to wear down. He, uh, he had something like seven – he had seven touches two weeks ago and, and a loss theirs or something, and then uh, well over like 12 or 15 this past week. Like that's what you need to do. Uh, I think they're going to do it again. And yeah, unfortunately, I think the Falcons are going to keep up their trend here. They, they, I think they'll be four and six. I'm taking the Cowboys. Yeah, I have to agree with you guys. Um, just again, you know, not to dump on Cleveland because I've been singing their praises all year, but you know, you only score 16 points against that defense. I mean, you know, you you gotta get something done there, especially if you went to the Super Bowl like what two years ago. Like you yeah. shouldn't fall off that that fast, especially when you have somebody like Julio Jones, like Matt Ryan. You know, you don't really have any real reason to fail as hard as they did. Um, so I think I'm also going to go with Dallas again, just because I feel like we are seeing now the resurgence of Ezekiel Elliott. And I really hope that it continues, even though I hate Dallas. So uh, moving on to the next game, uh, we've got the Carolina Panthers at the Detroit Lions. Also one o'clock on Fox. Um, I'm going to go first to Kyle. Who do you have in this game? Oh, geez. Carolina's going to bounce back. We didn't mention this game earlier, but man, Pittsburgh took it to them. Um, and they're not going to be happy about that loss. They've had 10 days to prepare now for Detroit. So I think they will come out very strong. It doesn't matter who's at home here. I think Carolina has the better offense and defense. I'm going Carolina. You know, if the, if this if Carolina was playing uh, any other team, uh, you know, if they were playing Indy or the Chargers or whatever, I'd pick anybody playing against Carolina. But Detroit cannot protect the quarterback. I suspect Stafford's going to get sacked at least four times. Uh, I'm I'm going with Carolina. Yeah, I think I have to agree with you guys again. Um, I feel like uh, I feel like Carolina. You know, so so I didn't actually get to watch the game against Pittsburgh, but it looks like it was a blowout, and uh, that's probably why we didn't mention it here because we know that you know at least two thirds of the people on this podcast really really love the Carolina Panthers. Um, but I think that you're right. I think they bounce back in this game, and I think they get the win over Detroit, um, who just doesn't look very good this year. So, uh, yep. 
Uh, moving on, uh, we've got the Tennessee Titans at the Indianapolis Colts, also 1 o'clock on CBS. Uh, this is actually the cheapest game of the week with tickets no. starting at, yeah, believe it or not, yeah, <laughs> there are up to 2,092 tickets as low as $22. So from Lucas Oil Stadium at in, in, yeah, in Indianapolis, Indiana, holy crap, why is that so hard to say? Uh, I'm going to go first to uh, Dan. Who do you guys? Who do you? Who, who do you have this week? Well, I mean, Indianapolis did uh, have a good-looking game this past week. They forced a turnover late in the game against Jacksonville, um, but they still allowed Blake Bortles to put up twenty-six on them, and mm-hmm. that concerns me a little bit. Uh, I'm actually going to go with Tennessee. Tennessee's riding high after a big win in, in uh, against uh, New England. Oh my God, I can't talk right now uh, <laughs> against the Patriots this past weekend, and I Wait, don't think they're they- going to put up. They had a big game against who? Who was that they played this weekend, Dan? The Patriots. Oh, yeah. What was the score? Let's not talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just think Tennessee, they're clicking on offense. And I think if they keep feeding the ball to Corey Davis, that guy is a freak athlete. Um, I actually just picked him up for my fantasy team, and he is a beast. Um, I'm going to go with Tennessee on the road. Kyle, who do you have? Yeah, I'm taking Tennessee as well. Um, but I'm telling you, Indianapolis is going to be kicking themselves for this uh, that tie they had they or they could have had instead of they get a loss. They be they could be at four four and one right now and about to leapfrog Tennessee with a win. Um, I think this is going to come back to bite them. Uh, but either way, I do think Tennessee wins this game. Yeah, once again. I completely agree with you. I think Tennessee is going to win this game. I'm actually kind of surprised looking at this right now. I didn't realize the Colts were four and five. Um, that's really yeah. That's surprising. I thought they were. They like, have a chance. Yeah, I thought they were in uh, contention for the first pick in the draft, but I uh, I guess not. Um, yeah, I think the Titans win this. I mean, I feel like they just have looked more consistent, even though they're almost at 500 right now. Um, I just I I think that it's a better bet. So I'm going to go with the Titans. And uh, we're going to move right on along to the next game, which is uh, 1 o'clock on Fox. We've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the New York Giants. I'm going to go to Kyle first with this one. Who do you have winning this one, Kyle? Boy, this is a tough one. Five mm-hmm. total wins here. I'm not looking forward to this one very much. Um, <laughs> geez, I, I do think I like the Bucks offense more. Um, I thought it was kind of lame. The, the coach said there he was debating – putting Winston back in like you got to just stick with a quarterback yeah you guys like I mean other than that I mean the Saints and Panthers are great but like the Bucks before this last loss they I mean they could have they could have made a fight for a wild card um uh, but mm-hmm. now they're bouncing back and forth for with quarterback like to just stick to somebody but either way I do think I trust their offense a little bit more uh than the Giants um poor Eli just doesn't quite have the same magic so I'm taking Tampa all right Dan, uh, yeah. Dan. Uh, you know, Kyle, I actually agree with you with the dissension in Tampa. You know, just if you want to build cohesion and chemistry, you, you got to stick with the quarterback. You can't just keep, oh, one week is Winston, one right. week is Fitzmagic, one week is Winston. It's like you're you're not going to find a rhythm there. You got to let someone keep building momentum week to week. Yeah, it takes and, more than just a week, right? Exactly. And for that reason, I'm picking the Giants. I'm picking the Giants at home. Uh, I think they showed me something last night on Monday night against the 49ers. Um, they showed a spark, and Saquon could lead this team to big things, not necessarily this year, but, but down the road, especially when they, they draft their next uh, franchise quarterback. So I'm going to go with the Giants at home. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't even think that it's just, you know, it, you know, I feel like he's had an outstanding year this year, Saquon Barkley has, and I feel like it might continue this week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think that, honestly, this is going to be a battle of the offenses um, because I know that they have been having a lot of quarterback controversy, and you're absolutely right, both you guys, they just have to st- pick somebody, stick with them, you know, weather the storm, everything like that, if stuff starts to go bad. You know, you people are going to have bad games. Like, it's just, it's going to happen. But, you know, if you put in your quarterback and he loses one game, you can't all of a sudden, you know, be thinking, oh, do I flip-flop to this guy? Do I flip-flop to the other guy? It's different if you're playing hockey, you know, and you put this guy in and he's been winning and winning and then he loses a game and then you're like, okay, they're tired. But, like, literally doing it one week to the next, that's not going to build any kind of cohesion or any kind of, you know, chemistry or anything. So I agree. I think the Giants are going to win this one just based solely on the fact that there is so much turmoil in the locker room right now. And I feel like, you know, last week was a pretty good, uh, excuse me, a, a pretty good performance from the Giants. And I think that, you know, Eli is starting to click with the offense, you know, in spite of all the people doubting him. So Giants for me as well. All right. Uh, moving right along, uh, we've got the Houston Texans at the Washington Redskins. Um, Houston, I forget, did Houston move on in the tournament? I got to take a look right now. Um, no, they did not. Houston was one of the teams that was early out in the uh, in the Change Your Stripes tournament um, coming up against Washington. So uh, I'm going to go first to Dan. Uh, who do you think is going to win this game? I mean, Washington is kind of just on a downward spiral right now. They don't. They have way too many injuries up front on the offensive line. Um I'm I'm gonna have to go with Houston on this one. Uh, they're clicking on offense. Their defense is playing well enough that that'll win them games. And I don't know. I just not really a big fan of Washington right now. They're not really showing me too much. Kyle. Yeah. No. Me neither. I mean, they got six wins, which is pretty dang good. But I just don't. I don't see them as quality wins. I'm taking Houston. Uh, I think they have a better offense and defense. Uh, I think they will show that, and Alex Smith just has not worked out for Washington. The guys had like 178 yards passing in like three, three of the last four or five weeks or something like that. He's just not, he's just not, not producing anything. Uh, he's very average, uh, and Houston's just looking much stronger, so I'll take Houston. Yeah, Washington is not looking very pretty right now. I mean, they just beat Tampa Bay 16-3 to um, You know, last week. So, uh, I mean, I feel like that's a team right now, again, in such turmoil that you should be able to perform a little bit better than that, um, really blow them out. But um, I think I have to agree with you guys again. I think I got to go with uh, with Houston on this one. Um, I just think that they have such a dynamic offense and they're coming off of the bye week. So they're well rested. Um, you know, I just think it's a really good team coming up against a team that's kind of middling right now. Kind of always, you know, right where, you know, I kind of said before. They're always in the middle somehow. Um, I think that Houston wins this one, um, and I don't think it's even necessarily close. So, All right, moving right along. Uh, we've got the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is my game of the week. And Pittsburgh, another team that got knocked off really early in the in the Changer Stripes tournament, which I was kind of surprised about. Um, I thought they were going to go a little bit further, but they were also matched up against the Kansas City Chiefs. So, you know, I guess it's not really that surprising. Um I think in this game, I mean, I'll tell you what I want to see. I want to see Pittsburgh come out, and I want to see them beat the tar out of Jacksonville because I just I I hate the Jaguars, uh, just because of Doug Marone. Honestly, if they got rid of him, I would not have an opinion on them anymore. But because of Doug Marone, 
I don't like that team. So I'm going to go with Pittsburgh, and I'm going to move right on along to uh, Kyle. Who do you think is going to win this game? Yeah, I'm going with Pittsburgh as well. Uh, I, I think they just got it together. You know, it was a long, a long time ago they were at 500. Now they're six two and one. They're, they're looking sharp, and their offense is not going to slow down. Uh, I definitely think they win this game, especially with Jacksonville just pff, falling apart. Yeah, Dan, 52 points and five touchdowns from Ben Roethlisberger last week. There's no way Pittsburgh loses that momentum. Pittsburgh all day long in a rout. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Oh, excuse me. Uh, moving right along, we've got the Cincinnati Bengals at the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, it's going to be, let me see here, 1 o'clock game on CBS. Uh, tickets for this game also pretty low on ESPN. According to them, They have uh, the, the tickets start at $26.00. Um, and there's like almost 2,200 left. So it's a good deal. That's a really good deal. Um, so I'm going to go to Dan first, Dan, who do you have between the Bengals and the Ravens? Well, I do have some family that lives down in the, in Maryland. Um, and unless you paid me and my family to go to this game, I'm not touching this game with a 20 foot pole. Um, but I'm going Baltimore. Uh, Cincinnati is just a wreck right now. They're going to be even more so of a wreck. After adding Hugh Jackson as a as an assistant coach, oh, did did they really? They hired Hugh Jackson as an assistant coach. Oh my god! I mean, and maybe that'll be better in gonna, that role. But. That's gonna just extend their downward spiral, and uh, there goes the Bengals' season. Yeah, that's that's Noah's bueno. Uh, Kyle, what do you think? Yeah, my my heart says Baltimore, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take Cincinnati. Um, I think this quarterback change. I don't know if it's going to go very well. Um, so I think Cincy might win this one for, for some weird reason. That's understandable. Um, I think that it makes sense that Baltimore might flounder with a new quarterback. Um, but also I feel like maybe, I mean, they might still have something in the tank there. I don't know about you know Cincinnati necessarily. I mean, it's kind of been one of those seasons again where like they start off really hot and then they kind of become you know a middle-of-the-road team. Um, I mean, they're almost at 500 right now. They're one over 500. So, um, I think I've got to go with Baltimore as well. I think just because of the home field advantage, um, just because, I mean, I don't know. I feel like their team is a little bit better than Cincinnati, even though Cincinnati definitely has that, that, that consistency at quarterback right now. Um, I think that Baltimore still ekes it out in the end. Uh, moving right along to the first 405 game on CBS, we've got the Oakland Raiders at the Arizona Cardinals, and I'm going to go first to Kyle with this one. Uh, Kyle, who do you got between Oakland and Arizona? Ooh, Arizona. It's tough picking either one of these, but they've looked like the better of the worst teams. <laughs> they've had a few yeah. uh, okay games, you know, um, and the Raiders just really just don't look good. Um, and, you know, Arizona's at home. Uh, I trust their red game more. And they have better receivers. Mm. All right, and uh, Dan, what do you think? Uh, God, this this is another game where it's just like, I get off my television screen. I don't want nothing to do with this game. Uh, but Arizona, uh, they they're reintroducing David Johnson in a in a better way, and I can't believe I'm saying that because that's coming from Byron Leftwich, who's their offensive coordinator. Mm. Um. I gotta go with Arizona at home. That's a it's a very loud arena to play in and Oakland is just completely just in shambles. Yeah, um I think that I'm going to uh make a radical decision here. I think this game ends in a tie. Nice. Yeah. 
I I don't know what they're gonna what's gonna happen, but I feel like this game ends in a tie, and I feel like it's because neither one of these teams wants to give up a really high draft pick. So I'm predicting <laughs> a tie between both these teams. Twelve twelve. Twelve twelve. No, I it might even be zero zero. It might be two to two. Who knows? Oh boy. I mean it, it I'm looking could forward be, to it. Yeah, I know. You I, think the Raiders will get a safety? I don't think so. Three to two I, is the final. Yeah. You know, say look, <laughs> you know Dan, it'll true. look like a hockey game. It's, when you true. say it like that, that that the Raiders are gonna get a safety, it might be more that Arizona makes a mistake and therefore the Raiders happen to get a safety. Yeah, like somebody accidentally like so one of the the Raiders players, like the back of his hand, like accidentally grazes somebody on the Cardinals, and then they slip on the turf, and they're still in the end yeah. zone. So technically, they got touched, and then they fell down. So down by contact, ergo safety. So some or weird like ass that, thing like that. The goofy goober there for Buffalo a few years ago, Ron. Right? He was in the he was in his own end zone, running in the back of the end zone, and ran out of bounds four, five, six strides. Oh, realize he I was out of that. bounds and then oh. tried to make a pass. Yeah, no, I don't remember that at all, actually. I might have just repressed it. I might not have been watching. I honestly don't yeah, remember, probably. but that it definitely sounds... Oh, you were... Oh, you were watching. You just suppressed that memory. I, like, I may like have. A bad habit. I may have. That sounds like a very Buffalo thing to happen, so who knows? Oh, it was fun to watch. Yeah. They loved that on Center. Oh, I believe it. All right, well, moving right along past that humiliation uh, onto a game that has a lot of potential, I think. Uh, we've got the Denver Broncos at the LA Chargers. And uh, Dan, I understand this is your game of the week, so I'm going to throw it to you first. It, it is. Um, you know, I actually am really a fan of this match, uh, both on paper or and just, you know, matchup-wise. I mean, you got a team like L.A. who is just firing on all, all cylinders, and then you got a Denver offense who's really starting to find their groove. Um, I'm going to go with the Chargers in this one. Chargers at home. Um, their offense is just too potent right now to be stopped, and their defense is playing really solid. So I'm going to go with the Chargers at home. Yeah, good divisional game for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. The Chargers have won six in a row. They are looking hot, and they will keep it going. Uh, I don't see them losing. Their offense way outdoes Denver's. Um, And, you know, the the defense is here and there. It seems to do okay. But uh, I'm definitely taking the Chargers at home. Yeah. Um, I think I have to agree with that. I think the Chargers are still looking really hot right now, and I appreciate you bringing up that it's a divisional game, Kyle, because I was going to be like, and it's a divisional game too. So um, yeah, it can go either way. Yeah. So I think that it's going to be. I think that it's going to be the Chargers. I think it's going to be a very hotly contested game. Um, I think it's going to be very close, even though you know I I don't think they're really even close with the records right now, but I could be mistaken. Um, but yeah, I'm going with the with the Chargers as well. Um, Moving right along, we've got the uh, Philadelphia Eagles coming in to play against the New Orleans Saints, and uh, I don't know, man. This guy, this this could be a massacre. Uh, I'm going to go to Kyle first. Kyle, what do you think about this game? I don't know if it's even worth us all all saying it, but we're all taking New Orleans. Yeah, uh, you kidding me? Come on, they're, they're on fire. They did, they they beat the Rams a little bit ago, destroyed mm-hmm. Cincinnati in their own home. Uh, there's just no way the Saints lose. Yeah, for for anyone to think that Philadelphia can go into New Orleans and beat them in, at home, they're uh, sipping on the crazy juice because New Orleans is going to be winning ten in a row, and there there's no sign of stopping right now. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be uh, I think it's going to be quite a game, but I think it's going to be very one sided. So 
yep. Um, also going with New Orleans. Um, moving right along to the next one, we've got the Minnesota Vikings at the Chicago Bears, and I understand that this is Kyle's game of the week. So, Kyle, why don't you start us off with this one? Oh, yeah. This is my game of the week for a few reasons. This is just an awesome matchup. We're talking mid-November, you know, playoff implications, divisional battle in Soldier Field. We're hoping for some cold some cold weather, maybe crappy weather, something to mix it up. Um, but, you know, the Bears have kind of had the short stick the past few years. Uh, you know, Minnesota's looked a little better. And I think this is, this is Chicago's time to make a statement. And I think they need to, especially at home, in prime time. Uh, the nation watching. The defense looks strong. Uh, they have a very, very tough offense to keep up with. Um, it's going to be a, definitely a, a tough game. Should come down to the wire. Um, but I uh, believe in Chicago. Dan? Uh man, it, it, this is a case of a potent offense against a potent defense. And, you know, Kyle, like you mentioned earlier, Chicago's not necessarily a shutdown defense, but, man, can they get to the quarterback. And I think that's what matters. Cousins, yeah, they cause a ruckus, for sure. C- Cousins is susceptible to getting sacked a lot, and I think it continues this week. Um, I think it's going to be close, but I'm going to give the edge to Chicago. It's uh, mainly because they're... Uh, they're at home. So I'm going to go with Chicago. Um, I really want to go with Chicago as well because I feel like, I mean, just picturing the matchup of the Minnesota offensive line and Kirk Cousins against Khalil Mellon. Khalil Mack. Now Mac. can't talk. Yeah. Oh, no, my tongue. You do squeeze, dude. Um, against Khalil Mack and the Chicago Bears just – I feel like it's an elite defense right now. Maybe I don't know. At Their the very least, it's pretty hot it's too. Pretty good, yeah. And the offense is also, you know, really banging right now. So I think that Chicago wins it as well. Um, I think that it's going to be a close game, but I feel like I feel like they get to go home with bragging bragging right. So, uh, yep. Uh, moving right along to the game that I don't think that you know I, any of us can really deny. All of us are looking forward to the most the Monday night football matchup. Finally. An amazing matchup. The Kansas City Chiefs visit the LA Rams at the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. Originally supposed to be in Mexico, but got moved because of the poor field conditions, I guess. Um, Yeah, so I guess Mexico, they had a bunch of uh, really bad rainstorms. And I mean, as you guys, uh, you know, if you guys want to check on our Instagram, we did post a picture of the stadium as of two days ago, and it looks like it, it was in rough shape. It looks like a bunch of bulls just ran through a mud pile in their in their stadium. Yeah, because uh, it is just a mess. And I think the NFL came out. I did mention this on the news segment that they came out and said that uh, in regards to player safety, uh, they don't think the field will meet those standards by Monday, and they did, made made the decision to pull the plug on Mexico and and move it back to L.A. Yeah. Maybe they should, you know, uh, get a dome, you know, just a thought. Um, I think we all decided, too, that this is going to be the unanimous, like, podcast pick for Game of the Week, which is not something we've done yet, but we all kind of agreed to it before the show. Um, I'm going to start with Kyle. Who do you think is going to, uh, who do you think is going to win this game between the uh, Chiefs and the Rams? Both of them. What are they coming in here with? Is it eight and one or nine and one? Nine and one. Guys, nine is this one. juicy or what? What kind of matchup is this? Oh my gosh. It's just like a it's like the perfect perfect cheeseburger to just like end the night. 
for some reason. Yeah, I like so, a cheeseburger. I don't know why. It's, it's tasty. No, like it's tasty. the NFL did well. They had Saints-Rams. They had a Rams-Vikings game. They had some Patriots-Chiefs. They had some good matchups. And this is another one. This is 18 years in the making since there's been a game this good uh, in Week 11. Uh, yeah. Since 1990 has there been two 9-1 teams face each other. Um, wow. This is huge. I, I, yeah, I, I really almost can't decide. If you guys entertain me here, uh, answer. I have a few questions real quick. I want you to answer about it. So to, to decide this, all right, who are you taking, Mahomes or Goff? Um, that's a really good question because they've both been very successful. I think that I trust in Mahomes a little bit more, but I don't know, man. Both teams look like really, really good right now. Honestly, Dan. I'm going to go by the coin flip. Oh, by the way, both these teams – uh, still in the Change of Stripes tournament. So, uh, yeah, potential finalists, actually. Who do you got at quarterback, Dan? I got to go with Mahomes. I think the yep. in, the having Gurley at a at running back kind of takes away from Goff's value a little bit. And Kansas City can be beat, can be beat with the run. So if I had to choose a quarterback who's going to sling it all over the field, it's going to be Mahomes. So you guys give the edge to Mahomes. All right, you guys give the edge to Gurley or Kareem Hunt? Oh, Gurley. There's no, con- yeah. I mean, what? I wouldn't say no contest. Okay. Hunt's been playing great, yeah. but Gurley is a freak, and I he's best running back in the league. Ron, yeah, I agree, but you know, not by much. So, all right, who gets the edge? Brandon Cooks, um, and Woods, or Kelsey and and Hill? Kelsey and Hill. Yeah, and who gets the, the edge hit. on defense? Yeah, <sighs> uh, that's a tough one. I'm going with the Rams on defense. Yeah, yeah. I think so, that so. <laughs> you guys have it the way I, I'm. I'm looking at it, and I'm only taking the Rams because I think they might make one more stop on defense. Yeah, I think that it is definitely going to come down to the last play. Um, but I think I also have to go. Well, you know, you can't pick against the Chiefs, right? I know, I know. <laughs> I, I almost it's like, can't do these it. These are my two favorite children, like fighting against these each other awesome. right now. This is awesome. Ah, uh, you know what? There's, there's I'm going to go with the Chiefs, but I, I'm going to agree that it's going to be like the very last play. And, you know, it might go against me for going against my gut, but I'm going with the Chiefs because that's, that's who I want the most. All right, uh, Dan, who do you think? This is such a tough decision. but I'm, it's awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm basing it off which team has the more potent offense, and right now that's Kansas City, and I'm picking Kansas City on the road, and they're going to go in and beat L.A. Yeah, it's going to be close. All I'm hoping for is there's uh, the Chiefs are down by at least four, with two minutes left and the ball. That's what I want to see. I want to see Mahomes take the ball and see what happens. I, I will say this, so Kyle. In, in, in our pick em pool, I have the projected points between the two of them at 65. Yeah. Nice. I'd love going high, too. I, I, I might go 70. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on whose defense shows up. So Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. And then we've got an unprecedented three games for next Thursday. So Ooh, you guys, no, you no. thought we were done with this? You thought we were going to go right into Change Your Stripes? No, sir. We are going into the Thursday games for Week 12. That's right. Thanksgiving, we start out with the Chicago Bears at the Detroit Lions. I'm going to give this one to Dan first. Dan, who do you got between these two? Matt Stafford is going to be running for his life. I think he's going to get sacked seven times by the Bears defense and four times by Khalil Mack in one game. And I think the Bears win in a rout. I think that's fair. All right, uh, Kyle, what do you think? Yeah, I got to love seeing Detroit and Chicago go at it on Thanksgiving. It's very traditional, um, so I'm excited for that. Um, but, yeah, the Bears defense, I think, will be too much for Detroit uh, going the Bears. Uh, 
Yeah, I think I have to agree. I mean, I just I can't pick against Chicago right now. They just they're also looking like a really dominant team. And Detroit is once again kind of middling. Um, so I'm gonna go with Chicago on that one. But also I kind of feel like in my gut, this could be the one game where they pull the upset. So um I will say this before we go to the next game, that uh the Bears defense is gonna be eating a lot of white meat on Thanksgiving. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> just saying oh, nom 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 it's gonna be <laughs> tasty this podcast is becoming like predominantly dan eating sound so <laughs> All right. don't judge me i i i mean i do it too um moving right along we've got the washington redskins at the dallas cowboys uh, another one that's really a traditional like a, a thanksgiving tradition if you will um kyle who do you got winning this game oh let's see washington Loses this week. Dallas wins. We all kind of change our emotion. We're feeling like Dallas has got it. And then we're all thinking they'll take this game. So, yeah, I'll go Washington because I'm sure that's right when it'll start flipping back and forth. So, I'll take Washington. <laughs> that's not a bad That's not a bad pick, I don't you think. You know, it's like as soon as you're like, yeah, Washington's going to yeah. fall out of it. Or yeah. the other way with Dallas, and then it, it goes the other way. Right so, back in. You all are, I know is I will yeah. not bet on it either way. You are completely right. All right, uh, <laughs> moving on. Dan, who do you have in this game? I got to go with Dallas. Washington can't move the ball through the air, and they can't just rely on Adrian Peterson, who is just getting run into the ground. Yeah. Um, I, I, I got to go with Dallas. They can move the ball better. Their defense is better. Dallas. Yeah, I feel like this is going to be one of those games where Kyle is going to look back on it, and he's going to be like, man, those guys really went with Dallas. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with Dallas as well. Um, I think that, you know, like you said earlier, they're finally starting to utilize Ezekiel Elliott correctly. And I think that they are going to have just a little bit more success uh, against Washington. But I will give you the caveat that I think that it's going to be closer than a lot of people think. So I'm going with Dallas as well. And uh, if you get it right this week, congratulations. You're welcome for the point. Um <laughs> moving right along we've got the atlanta falcons going in and playing against the new orleans saints i'm gonna go to dan first on this one for our final pick of the week dan who do you got matt ryan the other other white meat (laughs) new orleans wins in a route okay (laughs) alvin Kamara is gonna be um i have at least three touchdowns in this game ah mini beast alvin's nice yeah he's looked real good yeah. yeah, I'm taking the Saints, too. If, if anyone's awake for this, you've had a long Thanksgiving day, and we're talking 8, 8.30 on Thanksgiving night. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. In. I'm going to take a nap during the day. <laughs> during what? The Dallas-Washington game? I wouldn't blame you. Uh, I'm probably uh, just going to be taking a nap during the day because my sleep schedule is messed up. But Yeah, I'll be taking the Saints. <laughs> I, I will not nap. I, I will watch every minute of these games. I can't wait for them. Yeah. Um, I think that I've also got to pick New Orleans. I mean, it's just kind of, I don't, I don't know, man. I think they're just unstoppable right now. So I'm going with the saints as well. And, uh, that's going to wrap it up for our, uh, for our picks this week. Um, when we come back, I'm going to update you guys on what's going on with the change your stripes tournament. And then we're going to have our fantasy football picks. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. You don't listen to the heavyweight jumps. Well, they're only the greatest podcast that wrestles with pop culture. You don't believe us? Listen to some of their fans. And for those of you that don't speak cricket, here's our translator, Mr. Harlan T. Bobo. It's like cotton candy in my ears right now, man. (laughs) The Heavyweight Chumps. You can find us on iTunes, 
SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Every Monday and Thursday, same fat time, same, same fat, fat channel. channel. Welcome back, everybody, and uh, we're going to just jump right in right now to our... Um, I don't know. Do we want to do the fantasy picks first, or do we want to do change your stripes first? Change your stripes. Change your stripes Ron all Tampa. the way. Give right. Ron Tampa. <laughs> okay, okay. Tampa lost. <laughs> I know. I'm so rooting for him. Yeah. So we uh, we held our first uh, round of polls on uh, on the change your stripes tournament. Uh, we had the Chiefs going up against the Steelers. We had the Chargers going up against the Texans. Rams faced off against. Who did they face off against again? Was it the Buccaneers? Yeah, Buccaneers. And then the Bears uh, faced off against the Minnesota Vikings. Um, gonna just let you guys know right know right now uh, who's moving on to the AFC Championship of the uh, of the tournament and the NFC Championship of the tournament. We have for the AFC the Kansas City Chiefs going up against the San Diego Chargers. Sorry, Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, and then we have the Los Angeles Rams going up against the Bears of Chicago in the NFC title game. Some good matchups. Yeah. And interesting note, the Bears actually had to win it in overtime because the first poll that we had, they tied with Minnesota. So I had to repost that wow. poll, give people another 24 hours to vote. Incidentally, same number of votes came in, but this time it was overwhelmingly for Chicago. So there da you guys Bears. have it. Da Bears. Is this, is this some foreshadowing for Sunday Night Football? It might be. I was thinking that as well. Um, but, yeah, so there you guys have it. We've got the Chiefs going up against the Chargers in the poll that's coming out just as this episode gets posted, and then the Rams going up against the Bears at exactly the same time because it's the Internet. That's how it works. So <laughs> uh, be sure to tune in for that. Uh, make your vote heard. Let me know which team you think I should cheer for because I'm not cheering for the Bills anymore. I don't care that they had a great week this week. I've seen that happen before, and then they fall off the next week. And, uh, you know, I want to cheer for him more because now Nathan Peterman's not on the, le- on the roster anymore. But, you know, I made my bed. Got to lie in it. So uh, who do you guys got moving on from the AFC Championship this week between the Chiefs and the Chargers? Man, I mean, I like both of these teams. But I think for me it's a, no- it's a no-brainer. I think you got to go with, with the Chiefs. Um, yeah. Uh, the Chiefs, the, the, you know, second-year quarterback – He's fresh in the league. He's going to be around for a while. I mean, not to mention that offense is so good and so fun to watch. And yeah. they're young. They're a young team. Yeah, no doubt. I, I, Kyle. I, I, I got oh, to pick Kansas City. All right. Uh, Kyle, yeah, what do you got? I, I think you'll get the votes for Kansas City. They're just the hot team. People like them. People like voting for them. They're, they're, they're going to want to give you the Chiefs. They, they like you. They like you on this podcast, Ron. You're one of the few. I don't know why. Uh, I'm I'm a f- yeah. So anyway, I, yeah. Reno language. Yeah. Oh, whoops! My bad. We're still being played Sorry, in barber shops, right? Uh, Sorry, anyway, dad. no. But my family still <laughs> listens. Oh, whoops! Uh, I'm gonna have to edit that out then. Um, <laughs> Damn it, Ron! Like they anyway. weren't saying those same words during the Sunday butt whipping that Tennessee <laughs> gave the Patriots. Yep. You exactly. know what, Kyle? How about them 49ers? Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, those those bills though, man, huh? Those bills. Man, oh, damn bills. Okay. Um. So moving along, we've got the NFC Championship now. We got the Rams going up against the Bears to face off apparently against the Chiefs. That's what the podcast consensus is. Who do you guys think is going to win that one? I think the Bears. Oh really? 
I just think they're going to get the votes. I don't know. Yeah. I would like, I'd rather see Rams Chiefs, and you would love that, I'm sure. Oh, yes. Um, but I mean, you're in pretty good shape. Any one of these teams are um, going to make a push into January. So um, I think you're in good hands, but I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bet that you get the votes for the Bears. All right, you know, you got, Dan? I, I, I'm with Kyle in that, you know, you're in good shape uh, with any four of these teams. You know, they all have good young players that are going to be around for a while. Uh, so it'll be fun to cheer for any one of these squads. Um, I'm actually going to go with Kyle. Duh, Bears. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. Mark that down. It's a first. Mark it down. Uh, Absolutely. I, I, I think with Trubinsky at the helm, another young quarterback, just like Mahomes is, and then just a, just a stout defense. I, I would love to see Chicago versus Kansas City because I have arguments for both teams in, in that retrospect. I mean, I also have it for the Rams too, but... I would, I'm going to pick the Bears. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, there you guys have it. The uh, podcast consensus is that the uh, champ, the uh, tournament is going to be decided between the Kansas State Chiefs and the Chicago Bears. Very interesting matchup. Did not see it going that way. Um, guys, do you want to do the coin toss? Should we do it now or should we do it next week when we are recording the episode to figure out who's going to defend the AFC and who's going to defend the NFC. It's up to you, my friend. I'd, uh, Wait on it. Okay. I, After we get the votes, right? Yeah. 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 Let's do that. Okay. All right. So next week when we record, we'll do the coin toss. We'll figure out who's going to defend the AFC the uh, and the NFC. So, Yeah. It's the Fantasy Football Corner with Dan, Ron, and Kyle. Who should you start? Who should you sit? Why do people play this comparatively boring version of Dungeons and Dragons? Find out in the Fantasy Football Corner. Alright guys, moving right along. We got our fantasy picks now. Um... I'm going to uh, turn it over to Dan because I don't remember how this segment goes. So, Dan, take it away. Thank you, Ron. Um, so, first things first, I'm going to go over our starts and sits for last week in typical fashion. Um, oh, boy. I'm going to start. I'm going to hop off here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> don't you go nowhere. All uh, uh, right. See you in week 12, everybody. See you in week 12. Uh, <laughs> so, Ron, I'm actually going to start with you. Uh, your start of the week was the Buffalo Bills defense against the Jets. They put up a solid 11 points. Uh, they, <laughs> wow. They, no, the, I mean, for a defense, That Kyle, sounds good. I know. Yeah, for a defense, that's actually really good. I mean, most defenses are projected seven, six, seven, eight points, and they exceeded it. So it's a good week. Um, oh, they only enough. allowed 10 points. They had three sacks, two picks, three fourth down stops, and only allowed... Just under 200 yards total. Wow. So they had a good week. Yeah, it's kind of surprising. For, for, for who they are, that is not a bad start. Considering they should be getting four a game, That that's a pretty dang good uh, plug-and-play if you had your defense on by, that's for sure. Um, Ron, your yeah. sit for the week was actually having a horrible night until basically the end of the game, being Sterling Shepard. He was targeted wow. three times for two receptions and nine yards, but he had a touchdown at the end of the game that saved his day, and he only ended up with 10.6 points. I still think that was a good sit because 95% of that game, I think he had two points, if that. Yeah, yeah uh, it was an awesome catch. 
that was a great catch. I will give him that. But fantasy football-wise, not so good. Um, moving along to my good friend Kyle over there. Kyle, your start of the week was Marlon Mack. Yeah. Six point <laughs> eight points up on the board. He went. Wasn't that just in the first quarter? Nope, that was the whole game. It was the whole game? Can we get a recount on that? Twelve rushing attempts for twenty-nine yards. Two targets, two receptions for nine receiving yards, and he also had a two-point conversion. Um, See, aren't two-point conversions worth ten points? Uh, definitely not. Uh, okay. Your sip okay. for the week was Joe Mixon, who actually had a decent game, but he didn't have a touchdown, and that's very rare for him. He only ended up with 9.5 points, which for a number one running back is not very good. Most of those number one running backs are putting up 12 to 14 points a game, and he put he went well under the mark on that one. So he had 11 rushes for 61 yards and two receptions on two targets for 24 yards. So, I mean, he had 85 total yards, but it's just kind of yeah. an underwhelming game for him for a number one guy. Yeah, yeah, especially where you probably drafted him, you know. If you if you had some depth of running back and you tried someone else, that was worth it, you know. But good, there's a good chance you probably had to start him anyway. Okay, and then for me, uh, my start of the Week 10 was Keenan Allen uh, He against the Raiders. He had 14.7 points. He had nine targets for six receptions on for 57 yards and a touchdown. And my sit for the week was looking real bad for 90% of this game and then kind of Got a couple last-minute TDs to kind of ruin that for me. Uh, he ended up, uh, it was Matt Stafford against Chicago. Um, oh, actually, wait a minute. Yes, it was Matt Stafford against Chicago. Wait, did I write this wrong? Wait, wait who did the Lions <laughs> play this past weekend? It wasn't Chicago. Dan, you've, Dan, you've tricked yourself. It, I did trick myself. <laughs> you played yourself. All right, let me take a look really Hold quick. On. Week 10. <laughs> I'm sorry to our listeners here. I, I, oh I my misbrote God. it here. They did play Chicago. They did play Chicago. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he ended up with 11.86 points. He had 274 passing yards. He had two touchdowns. He had two interceptions and was sacked six times and also had a fumble. Um, for a while, because my, uh, my cousin, I was playing him in my fantasy league, he at one point had negative three points. And I was like, ooh, this is looking good for me for uh, recording this week. And then he throws two touchdowns. And I was like... Damn it. Uh, of course. Yep. <laughs> of, 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 of course he did. Why wouldn't yep. he? Um, so, yeah, those were our starts and sits for week number 10. So that's going to kind of roll right into our starts and sits for week number 11. Kyle, All I'm right. going to start with you, my friend. What do you got for us for this week? What are we looking at? One or two? What do you want? What are we going to go for? Uh, let's, let's go for one each. One start and one sit. Yeah. All right, I think uh, I think my start of the week this week um, it's going to be Golden Tate. Uh, he just went to Philly. Uh, he didn't really have that great of a game in his first game here. Uh, I think people are a little bit apprehensive to play him, uh, but against New Orleans, they're going to be behind. They're going to need to score, and I think uh, he puts up some pretty good numbers. I think he gets well into double digits and uh, makes you happy for starting him. Um, and then I think my set of the week. Uh, is going to be Leonard Fournette uh, for Jacksonville against Pittsburgh. They're going to get behind early, uh, and Jacksonville is going to have to abandon the run. And honestly, he didn't look that good in his first game back. He had a lot of rushes for uh, a very poor average. Um, so 
he's definitely someone if you can if you can fill in something else at running back and know it's tempting to want to play him but I, I think he's he's worth trying to sit um and this of course is if you don't go go with the obvious uh start every rams or chiefs player you have <laughs> or uh, you know bench every jet you have yeah I, you know, I actually really like that start, Kyle. Uh, you know, New Orleans can be beat with the pass, and man, you're right. They're going to be playing from behind, and they're going to have to throw the ball, which means not only is Golden Tate a good play, but Alshon Jeffrey is a good play if you have him too. I think. Yeah, I, and yeah, I think so. I think they're both going to be very solid plays of receiver this week. Um, and I like the four net pick for the sit. Uh, Pittsburgh's run defense, although they kind of let. McCaffrey run loose. Fournette's not the same kind of style runner that yeah, McCaffrey right. is. And he's off of the injury stuff. You know, they haven't looked that good. So, yeah. 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 I like it. So, uh, I agree. And, yep. Those are good. Those are good starts and sits, Kyle. I'll, I'll give you that for this week. And, Ron, uh, who do you got for your starts and sits this week? Okay. So, this is going to be a really weird one because um, I already picked them before. But this week, I think you got to start Doug Martin for Oakland. Because uh, he's coming up, he's going up against Arizona, and they've got the 29th ranked defense against the run, apparently, according to ESPN. So I think that's just a really good, solid bet. Um, I think for my sit, um, this one might come as a bit of a shock, but I'm going to say sit Deshaun Jackson. Because um, believe it or not, guys, the New York Giants have the 5th ranked defense against the pass. So... I mean, I wouldn't think that with their record, but yeah, I'm gonna say bench Deshaun Jackson wow. this week. Yeah, yeah, I like the risk. Yep. I yeah, like it. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of both of those plays. Um, mainly because you know Oakland's got to get points somewhere, and they're gonna they're gonna have to either if they can't pass the ball, they're gonna have to run it. And the, yeah. if the Cardinals can be beat on the run, feed it, feed it to them. Don't don't um don't be surprised if Doug Martin gets in the end zone twice on the goal line. That could easily change your fantasy matchup. And honestly, the uh, all of the Buccaneers receivers in general have been kind of underwhelming the past couple weeks, and yeah. I think that stems back to what we talked about in the pick'em section, uh, in the in the inconsistency at quarterback. You know, one week you got Winston, one week you got Fitzpatrick, and it's, they can't find a rhythm and a chemistry with their quarterback when they keep yeah. changing every week. Also true. Uh, so for me, my start for this week is a guy who this past weekend I didn't like, but Going forward, man, oh man, he needs to be owned in all leagues if if he's not. That man is Corey Davis. He torched the Pats defense. He made Stephon Gilmore look like a fool on a couple times this weekend. Um, He is the clear-cut number one for an offense led by Mariota that is clicking on all cylinders. And like I said before, he's a must-own and a must-start against the Colts defense that allowed Blake Bortles to put 26 points on them. And also, last two weeks... Corey Davis has been targeted 20 times and has caught 13 wow. balls, and that gives him a catch rate at 65%. He's turned those 13 catches into 181 yards and a touchdown. For, for me, that is an absolute no-brainer. 20 targets in two weeks, That's uh, I think with Delaney Walker gone, Corey Davis is the clear number one receiving target for Mariota, and it shows 20 targets in two weeks is just completely ridiculous. Um my uh, my sit for the week is Jordan Howard against the Minnesota Vikings. Um, he did have three good weeks in a row where he had four touchdowns in, in three weeks. 
and he came down to earth this past week against a stout Lions run D, where he had 21 yards on 11 carries. That's about a yard and a half a carry. Not very good. Um, he's going to have a similar stat, stat line against a Vikings defense that is third best in the overall defense in the NFL and allows 3.6 yards per carry on run plays. And like I mentioned earlier, they have 31 sacks on the season. So Trubinsky is going to be letting that ball loose real quick. And I think they're going to abandon the run relatively early because this is going to be a, a shootout in my opinion. So if you got Jordan Howard, let, let him ride the pine a little bit this uh-huh. week. What do you think about Cohen, his counterpart? I think Cohen will be more integral because he, he's going to be catching balls out of the backfield. So I, yeah. so I think that'll be different. Howard's yeah. more like the ground and pound kind of hand it to him and get the two, three yards grinded out. But yeah. against the Vikings, he's he's not going to have a good day. So what do you guys think yep. of those starts and sits? Makes sense. I like yeah, him. Yeah, I like him too. We'll see about Tennessee. I don't know if I trust that offense at all. And it was against New England, which is kind of a not so shut down defense. So I'm excited to see if they can prove it this year, uh, this week. Yeah. And uh, before we call it a day on this episode of Ride the Pine, I did want to actually shout out uh, to my younger sister, Christy, who actually, in my opinion, has one of the best fantasy football team names I've seen in the last couple years. Uh, she joined uh, a fantasy league uh, at school where she is in down in Maryland, and she is studying to be a doctor. So naturally, her team name is referenced to her being in medical school, and it's Influenza Season. And I thought our listeners would get a nice kick out of that one because I think that is incredibly clever and yep. pretty amazing, to be honest. What do you I guys agree. think? I, I really like that name as well. Um, anything that involves puns, which is most fantasy teams, I think that yeah. it's, uh, <laughs> you know, like this week, I think I lost to Levy on a prayer. And I'm just like, I mean, that doesn't even make sense now because he's not playing this year. But, you know, uh, yeah, I love, yeah, awesome. I, love I, lo- I love the team names. Yeah, Wait a minute. That's my funny. wife's team, sir. Oh, well, congratulations to her. Her team name doesn't make sense right now because it's not relevant. So, <laughs> But it's uh, relevant because John Bon Jovi, man, come on. Yeah, well. As a, He's relevant? Yeah, I know. I was, I was he gonna owns say, the he, Philadelphia he's, Soul. Well, he was he was most recently relevant because he uh, was going to move the Bills to Toronto. But, you know, um, anyway. Yeah, I like the name, though. All right, so that is going to do it for this episode of Rye the Pine. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Rye the Pine Pod. Uh, also, go make sure to check us out on TeePublic. Uh, Rom, what's the link over there for TeePublic? It is www.tpublic.com backslash user backslash Rye the Pine Pod. Also, in, you know, in, a, in more reasons you should follow us on Twitter, because you got to vote. You got to vote on the thing, on the on the Change of Stripes tournament. You got to do it. Same with Instagram. Got to gotta follow us on there so you can vote twice. We are not like, you know, most democracies. We let you vote multiple times. So stuff the ballot box for your favorite team. Again, we got the Chiefs, Chargers, Rams, and Bears. So get it done. And back to you. Yeah. Uh, again, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Make sure to tune in next week for our Thanksgiving episode. Uh, we're going to try to uh, make some uh, fun turkey shootout picks next week because uh, it, should, it should be an interesting one. A lot of good matchups. Uh, but from all of us here at Ride the Pine, thank you again for tuning in. 
we will catch you all next week for week number 12. Have Have a great one, one, guys. guys. Have a good week, guys.